Coast Guard veteran Jonathan Foshnot started his Amazon business while still on active duty with the Coast Guard. Now that he's out, he's gone full-time with Amazon. Coming up next, I'm Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. This episode is brought to you by Bench Bookkeeping. If you're an entrepreneur, the last thing you want to mess with is bookkeeping. But it is a necessary evil in this world of entrepreneurship. Bench Bookkeeping Relieve that huge burden for me and my business because Bench puts bookkeeping on autopilot. To check out Bench and get one month free of bookkeeping and take that task off your desk, go to veteranonthemove.com slash bench. Hey, Jonathan Fosnott with U.S. Coast Guard veteran. Uh, don't get many of those on the show. Thanks for being here today, but I really want to talk about entrepreneurship and what you're doing on Amazon. Before we do that, take us back and tell us what you did in the Coast Guard. Sure, Joe. Thanks for uh, having me on. Absolutely. And so in the Coast Guard, well, I graduated from Merchant Marine Academy, uh, got out of there. I spent nine years in the Coast Guard. For almost all of those nine years, I was a uh, vessel inspector. So we focused on the commercial vessel fleet. Um, and that's anything from um, certificated passenger vessels up to you know petroleum carrying barges to the large tankers and uh, the large row row carriers that you see carrying vehicles, you know, up and down the coastline, uh, and even large cruise ships. Uh, so we, you know, we worked we worked through a series of uh, qualifications on, and you know, making sure that they're inspected for uh, safe travel. Wow, it sounds sounds like a, a whole other world out there, you know, f- uh, different from from what a lot of military folks do. But I had a friend uh, many years ago graduated from the Merchant Marine Academy, but he ended up. Going, uh-huh. going into the Marine Corps. So um, oh, yeah. I used to hear Merchant Marine stories from him, you know, the academy there. <laughs> it's one of those, I think the guy, um, Robert Kiyosaki, you know, the mm-hmm. the big mm-hmm. entrepreneurial guy, didn't he, wasn't he a Merchant Marine mm-hmm. Academy grad? Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich yeah. Dad, and Poor actually, Dad. yeah, when I, uh, I was there, I think it was my junior year. He came and, sp- he came and spoke to us at, it was like a, you know, auditorium and, uh, I guess he was he was kind of joking about how he was had so many demerits when he was in school they couldn't they couldn't believe he couldn't believe they asked him to come back and speak you know <laughs> and uh, so it was kind of a thing but it was pretty wild he, he flew his helicopter down on the on the field and you know it was a big a big thing but it, it was neat impactful too and I uh, enjoyed listening to him. Well, that's cool. So um, you, you got out of the Coast Guard not too long ago. Talk about what you were planning on your transition plan getting out of the Coast Guard. You actually ended up starting your Amazon business while you were still in the Coast Guard, and how did that how did that fold into your transition plan when you got out? Sure, um, I think it was uh, I think it was Mike Tyson that said, you know, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face, right? <laughs> uh, so my so my plan. So backing up, um, I I was in the I think it was 2015. Um, Maybe before that, no, two, around 2015, I had the bright idea that I was going to start a website, um, and I was still on active duty, uh, working in Philadelphia um, with the Coast Guard, and just not really sure if I wanted to make a career out of this. I think I was about six six years or so in at this point, 
Um, and so anyway, kind of looking at jobs, looking at careers, but then I was like, yeah, maybe I can just start this website and see, see what kind of happens. And it was around that time that I really started focusing more on, uh, building myself up as far as, you know, focus on my professional growth, personal growth, um, and just trying to take some steps to, to better myself that way. And then coupled with the website, I just thought I need to, you know, improve myself in some of these areas and, and, uh, learn, you know, learn some things. So one thing led to another, um, and I actually think that, uh, earlier, a couple podcasts ago, I think you had, uh, Jake Miller on the podcast and actually yeah. his his dad, uh, was in, a, was in a mastermind with me and kind of showed me some things about Amazon. And, uh, you know, it, that me starting that website led to selling on Amazon, uh, which just led to, you know, opened a, a bunch of doors for me at that point, I guess almost four years ago now. And just, and just started to learn what it was like to sell on Amazon. Um, actually my, I took my first step, uh, selling, for a brand, um, and just kind of convincing them that I was an Amazon expert, which I really wasn't at the time. <laughs> but yeah. I, you know, I, I, mean, I never lied. I just said, Hey, you know, I'm learning about Amazon. I think there's this potential for you to do really well. And, and it worked. And, uh, you know, within three months we were really, really picking up sales. And so I kind of took that knowledge of how to launch products, how to, um, you know, grow products on Amazon. And I, you know, ended up developing a, a small business out of it. Um, working on some of our own products now. Uh, but back to your original question about the transition plan. So I don't think I envisioned initially when I started it that that would end up, you know, being a full-time thing. I think it was kind of a, you know, kind of a like a vision, a dream um, that I was working towards. But then when it started happening and it started becoming a reality within a three-year time span, um, it was kind of miraculous to me. And I guess I guess three years is a long time when you look at it like that. But for me, for somebody who, you know, was just in the military, had my head down, kind of grinding uh, for, you know, for, for, you know, six, seven, eight years straight. Um, and then to kind of look up one day and be out and then be working for myself is, is just, uh, you know, sometimes I have to pinch myself and now it's not all, you know, peaches and roses, you know, but, uh, um, it's, it's been good. I, and as far as the transition goes, I think the things that helped me the most were just surrounding myself with people, uh, being selective about who was, you know, who I'm, I'm putting myself around, who's kind of encouraging me. And then also just having, you know, kind of a coach, uh, to, to walk me through some of those steps and things to think about that I haven't encountered before. Now you've actually, you actually did get out and, uh, you and your wife and your kids are, you're actually, um, living, living the dream, you know, you get, you're pretty, you're full-time entrepreneur and you don't really have a, the, a J-O-B at this point, right? Uh, right now, um, right now I don't, I still am a reservist, uh, in the Coast Guard, which, you know, a couple of days a month I go down there, which is, which is really nice. And so it, it allowed me to kind of also keep that door open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if something would happen and I just felt like it was a smart thing to do at the time, but, yeah, we uh, we moved down to uh, southern Georgia and uh, live close to the beach, and uh, we really enjoy the lifestyle. And um, you know, it's kind of working online. It's kind of one of those things you you you're sold the concept of hey, you know, you can you can do this anywhere you know from a laptop. You know, the problem, but then the problem is like anywhere you are, you have your laptop. 
you know, <laughs> so so it's like you know, it's it's easier in the Coast Guard or it's you know with a with a job, especially being on the government email. Uh, you know, we could you know at a certain point, you know, you can just you can just cut it off, you know, and you can just walk away and you leave work at work and home at home. And obviously, the higher you go up, the less that happens. But um, you know, but I'm able, to, I'm not able to do that as much here. But <laughs> we we do enjoy it. Yeah, I know. I, you know, mo- most of our friends have typical jobs that we hang out with and socialize with, you know, on a fun basis. Mm-hmm. And it, it's funny because you know, my wife and I are both doing stuff on our. We're not. Yeah, you know, I don't play around on my phone. I don't play games on my phone, and I'm not really a big social <laughs> media guy either. But I'm on my phone a lot. But it's like ninety percent business related. But right. you still got to figure out a time every once in a while. You're just gonna cut it off. So it's, I know it. Yeah, double edged sword, huh? Yeah, I know it. So um, go back a little. Go back as you got started in Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. You, I like the way you got into it. You didn't just jump in and start dumping lots of money on products that may or may not have worked. You actually found companies that had had pretty good products and were and were selling stuff on their own uh, channels, their own mm-hmm. online channels, and they weren't on Amazon yet. So you mm-hmm. you basically brought them on Amazon yourself and just kind of learned. Right learn the Amazon system using other people's products, kind of a wholesale retail relationship or, or even better, mm-hmm. I think, or some of them where you did, you didn't even have to buy the products from them per se. They just supplied you with the products to throw on Amazon and then mm-hmm. you're able to split commissions and that kind of thing. Yeah. Initially I started out like that. I think one, because I really, I really didn't have the money at the time. <laughs> and then two, it made me nervous to, you know, as I was kind of learning the ropes, it made me nervous just to think, okay, you know, I'm starting out. I, you know, I don't really want to invest. It's not that I don't believe in myself, but I don't want to invest in, you know, five to $10,000, you know, um, of a product that I, that might not work. I just felt like it was more, um, more risk averse to, you know, try, yeah, try a product that's already established that someone has, you know, maybe has some traction with already that wasn't on Amazon. Now there, I mean, today there's still products that aren't on Amazon that are selling well, and there's still brands looking uh, for people to help them out get, get to get started on Amazon. But back then, I mean, three four years ago, it was it was uh, a lot less people, and uh, so so yeah, that's kind of what I did, you know. And um, I I guess I wish I could say it, w- it was kind of a plan, but I kind of I kind of was I kind of knew which direction I was headed. And, and I think sometimes when you, when you just kind of start walking in the way, you, you know, that you think you want to go, things will, things will pop up, you know, in, in your path and, uh, that make, may make opportunities of themselves. And so that's kind of what happened. Um, and yeah, and then it kind of worked and I figured, and then I thought, well, this worked once, why can't it work again? And then we kind of just continue to replicate it. We've tried it with different models. You know, we, uh, when I first started, I did, I did purchase, um, you know, make a first purchase, uh, maybe like a 100 units from, uh, the gentleman that we, that we started selling, but, you know, but I treated it like my own product, Joe. And, and I think that's what helped it be successful was just, you know, I was doing all the things you need to do. I was responding to the customer service. And if we're talking specifically about Amazon, you know, all the nuances involved with that, I, I treated it like my own product. And, um, you know, somebody, I think somebody told me a few years ago, you know, if you, if you initially, if you do more work than you're paid for, eventually one day you're going to be paid more for, uh, then, you know, paid more for the, 
uh, the amount of work that you do. So I kind of took that mindset and approached it that way. And I think, um, I th- I'm still, th- I'm still thinking that way. One day it's going to pay off. <laughs> I feel like I'm working <laughs> my butt off right now. Um, but, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, like I said, the model worked and we've, we've tried some different models. Um, and I think, you know, from people that I've seen in, in my journey through this, people that I've seen, not just on Amazon, but, but on other entrepreneurial endeavors, uh, people that aren't willing to pivot and they, and they just fall too much in love with their idea and their concept, you know, that they kind of fail to recognize what, what the market's doing around around them. And I think we live in a time that uh, there's, you know, things change so fast. Technology allows us to, you know, just to, it just speeds things up so much. Um, and And if you're not kind of realizing what's happening and you're too focused on, you know, this, you know, this is my idea. This is great. And then this other guy comes out with another product and you're not willing to kind of say, okay, this is what he has. I need to adapt mine or change my idea. I think you can really get left behind. And I've just, I've seen people over the last three, four years of my journey kind of just in the same place they were three years ago and not growing because they're kind of too stubborn and stuck on their idea. Absolutely. Hey, that, that's a great point. Um, we're going to take a quick break. I want to, I want to come back to that. We'll be right back. I got audited by the IRS. Yep. For the first time ever, I got audited. Matter of fact, it's still ongoing for the year 2016. At first, I was real concerned about my books and all the information that was required by the CPA to get through this audit. Then I remembered I'd started bench bookkeeping a while back. I frantically went into my bench account using the bench app on my phone to see if I'd started using bench before 2016. Huge relief. I'd actually started in 2016 but I'd had Bench go backwards to the beginning of the year, so everything was covered. When we were able to immediately provide all the required information to our CPA, he was very impressed with our bookkeeping organization and our records. I just smiled and thought, well, it's not really that I'm very organized or anything. It's because I have Bench. (laughs) That's why. So with Bench, even an audit from the IRS became no big deal. I will never be without Bench. I believe that once you try Bench, you won't ever be without them either. So right now, you can get one free month of Bench and see for yourself how great they are. Go to veteranonthemove.com bench. Check them out there. Sign up. Use them for a month. You'll become a believer. You don't even have to enter a credit card number or anything like that. Just use them for a month, and I, I guarantee you, you won't want to be without them. I were back talking with Jonathan Fosnott. Um, actually, the name of your company is Gear Nation, if you didn't mention that before. Um, uh, Coast Guard veteran. So, Jonathan, before the break, you mentioned something about uh, those. You've run across a lot of people that are not willing to pivot, you know, in their entrepreneurial mm-hmm. pursuits. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, you mentioned something about when you first started with Amazon, you wanted to start kind of a somebody that already had products out there that just but just didn't have them on Amazon yet because you didn't have a whole lot of money to throw to it at. Right. There's a lot to be, you know, depending on where you're at in your entrepreneurial journey, if you find yourself without very much money, that's okay. And in some ways it's better because Mm -hmm. if you have money, it just means you potentially are going to lose more money um, trying to go, go after bad ideas. Yeah. I think on Shark Tank, you know, Damon John. Yeah. One time, you know, I love that show, but one time I was listening to him and and he, he called one of the uh, inventors out. He said, your problem is you've got too much money. You, you make mm-hmm. good money in your job and, and you just pour more and more money into this 
and nope. even though it's never going to work and and that's yeah. your problem that you have too much right. money when you start with zero the first things you mess with have to be something that gets money coming in the door so you're going to you're going to pivot twist turn right. modify whatever you have to do to find whatever it is that's going to start making you money right away mm-hmm. um, there's yeah. definite advantage to that there's a lot of truth to that and i think i heard a guy you know a guy at a conference i couldn't tell you who it was at the time but um, he said, you know, if you have, he's like, if you, if you get a hundred thousand dollars in funding, he said, put 50,000 in a savings account and pretend it's not there, you know, and just, and work with, you know, work with your 50. And it's so true because you, you just, you just, I mean, I, I see it, I see it played, uh, played out or I've seen it play out, you know, with, mm-hmm. with my business too. And then as things kind of ramped up, you know, I, I, you know, uh, got some loan opportunities and, and took the money. And then, yeah, I mean, you think it's, it's just different. It's just different when uh, it's different when it's, it's for me, it's different when it's my money compared to, to low money. And lo- when you see that loan money in your bank account you're like, Oh, you know, it's, it's like monopoly money, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of dangerous. Um, but, but yeah, I think that, I think that, um, the cre- you become a lot more creative, when you know when you have to kind of make ends meet or when you have to come up with it or, or just even creative with ideas when the money is not there and i think you we, we didn't talk about it but um you know the profit first mentality from mike mccallowitz just mm-hmm. you know kind of smaller dinner plate uh, model of you know kind of pretending it's not there and you know separating your money great book i uh, love that book and we kind of started doing that in our business but but yeah it's just tricking yourself into thinking you have a smaller, smaller pool of money to play with, uh, just to, um, to, to force you to be creative and to make things, uh, work in your benefit. Yeah. So, uh, if, if you're talking to somebody out there and they're really looking at starting a business online while maybe they're still in the military and they're Mm -hmm. looking at Amazon and we, I've pushed Amazon a lot on the show because, I know a lot of successful Amazon sellers, more Amazon sellers mm-hmm. ourselves. Like, what kind of what kind of advice do we have for somebody that if they don't know much about selling on Amazon, what kind of advice would you have for them for where they would start? Sure, I was I was amazed, Joe, at the amount of free resources that are out there um, just to to learn. And I mean, honestly, I was selling for two years before I actually paid for a course, and you know, and making. You know, making money before I paid for a course. Um, going back to my point, like I couldn't afford a course, <laughs> but right. there's so many, there's so many good podcasts. Um, I don't know. I, I can mention a few of them that I like. I like the Amazing Seller podcast with Scott Volker. Mm-hmm. Um, there is um, there is another one, Leron Hirschkorn. I like his podcast a lot, yeah. and the name is escaping me right now. Uh, shoot, I can't think of it, but amazing really freedom. like amazing freedom podcast. Yep. That's the one I really like him a lot. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy that the amount of YouTube, I mean, you can go on YouTube and search just about anything regarding to Amazon and someone has videotaped themselves doing it. So you can learn how to do that. And, uh, so podcasts are, are my best recommendation. Um, there's some good courses out there. Um, but it's, but I find it kind of, uh, difficult to filter these days on who's a good course and who's not. And it, it seems like 
every time I go on Facebook, there's an or YouTube, there's another person trying to sell me an Amazon course, and it's probably because of the content that I, I you know, look at on, on my computer that it pops up yep. uh, in those ways. But it's um, I'm just like seriously, I don't need another course at this point. Uh, but but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of free stuff out there, and uh, I, I would say definitely start there and just start consuming consuming things and also getting involved in um, whatever you're doing uh, getting involved with people you know in, in some kind of community uh, that are that are doing something similar um, I think there's another a book called proximity the proximity principle and uh, it's it's in it's not uh, Dave Ramsey but if it's it's one of his uh, guys that he works closely with and just talks about that you know just the power of implanting yourself uh you know in, in the proximity of other people that are walking the same direction that you are and it you know it generates a synergy that's uh, really powerful yeah especially uh if you're when you're a solopreneur which you know a lot of a lot of veterans and military spouses when when they start their businesses they really are a solopreneur they're all by themselves and you know without having some type of network around you of like-minded right. entrepreneurial types it gets really lonely and sometimes you just need somebody to vent to that is going to yeah. understand, you know, your, your spouse or your neighbor may, may not get it cause they're not an entrepreneur. Um, right. That's where, you know, the power of masterminds comes in and, um, you, know, you and I are both members of masterminds and, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually, if anybody listening to the show is actually interested in our, I wouldn't even plan on mentioning this, but if anybody's <laughs> actually interested in planning on joining our, a v- military veteran uh, entrepreneur mastermind. Uh, just send me an email, Joe J O E at veteranonthemove dot com. Um, so, talk a little bit about uh, like on a day to day basis with Amazon. Um, you, you got any uh, disaster stories for us with Amazon? Like, holy cow! Mm. <laughs> I, know, I know you mentioned Paul Miller earlier. He's got he's got a crazy <laughs> crazy disaster story, but. Um, we've, we've had a few ourselves. Um, you got any good disaster stories on Amazon? Trying to think, um, I'm trying to avoid one right now. And, uh, I have (laughs) to be honest with you and you know, I, I've tried to, so like I have, so with Amazon, they kind of try and keep you like with one account, right? So you can, you can technically get a second account and I've heard people maybe even getting a third account if you have a separate business with separate products. And so they don't, the idea is they don't want you selling the same exact products, you know, from, uh, from different accounts because you can, it, there, there's kind of a, it's just, it's just, they just don't like it. And there's a number of reasons why. Um, but I've kind of, I've kept one account and the bigger you grow it, the more, uh, the more risky it is because if something happens and, you, and that account gets shut down for a number of reasons, and you're kind of stuck without it. And so to be, right now, I'm trying to avoid um, my late shipment rate is a little higher than it should be, but it's not really my fault. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because I have I have a, a vendor that I sell for and that we, we do really well with and we've worked with them for about three years now. Um, you know, I, I, I have a relationship with them where we buy from them at a wholesale rate. Um, and I have an exclusive contract with them, so they they uh, don't let anybody sell on Amazon except for me, which is great for me, but it also holds me to a high standard of making sure that I'm doing my job, which I take seriously. So anyway, uh, 
problem was we ran out of FBA inventory, right? So send it in Amazon, sells Prime. Uh, people have it in two days. They love it. If they, if it's not Prime, a lot of times you you won't you won't sell it because people just psychologically don't want to wait three days or four days for it. They want it in two days. Right. Fine. The problem is we ran out of inventory, <laughs> and so I switched it to you know to be merchant fulfilled, which is to you know just you know buy you know people can pay for it and pay the shipping, and then once I get the order, you know it ships. Um, so what I was doing was I was taking these orders in because this is you know becoming the prime season for this product, and I was still taking orders. So I was getting two, three, four orders a day for this product, sending it to the vendor. Um, and, and I, I would tell them, Hey, look, I have, you know, like 24 to 48 hours. I can't remember wh- what those orders were, you know, to send. And I was sending them every day and I need, I need these to send, um, you know, and you need to send me the confirmation because I have to enter it and yada, yada. But long story short, they didn't send me, they're not, they're not keeping up with my time frame, and I have no control over it. And so I had a couple unhappy customers that they were late and, and then it kind of, you know, dings my record. Uh, is being late and I'm just I just to me that's just not you know I, I just don't don't like running a business that way and right. I don't like you know I don't like when I tell somebody I'm gonna do something I do it and I, I don't you know it's the same thing with business if you if you sell something there's an expectation that you're gonna deliver it if not there's gonna be some kind of consequence or you know I'm gonna offer them a discount or something so that that's that's the one thing with with the model I think that I set up that um, that does frustrate me a little bit is the lack of control with things like that. Um, if it's my own product, you know, I have a lot more control and, you know, I know, I know more of my limitations. Um, so that's, that's one of those things that I'm learning, I think just as, as a business owner to try to have better control over, and maybe it's, you know, more upfront communication on expectations. Uh, so anyway, all these things go through my head, but to, to answer question, I've, I've knocked, I'm knocking on wood. I've, I've, I've avoided um, some of those major, those major, you know, account shutdowns um, to this point. But that's the one. That's the that's the one I'm trying to avoid uh, currently. Yeah. Um, obviously, Amazon. You know, when Amazon can keep you very busy, there's a lot more to just throwing it up there and then say, okay, it's mm-hmm. you know, so. There's that daily maintenance and mm-hmm. customer service aspect of it, and keeping up with. Well, keeping up with orders and keeping your FBA stocked up and everything and dealing right. with manufacturers. So uh, you've actually been able to incorporate some virtual assistants into your business. Can you tell us how you went about doing that? Sure. Yeah, I was I was super nervous uh, at first. And, you know, have, having been an officer in the Coast Guard, I thought, you know, it, the difference for me was that you know, we've already established systems in the military, in the Coast Guard, uh, in other branches. Like we have systems, you know, it's like you show up, you're now part of this system. And, you know, the guy, you know, you know, someone's going to show you, you know, hey, this is what we do here. Right. And so the biggest the biggest change for me in that the you know, virtual assistant onboarding process was, OK, like, yes, I have a system, but it's all in my head. So let's let's get that system out. And so for me, starting to walk through that was, okay, you know, just guys challenging me, okay, write, write your systems down. So I would literally write step one, you know, this is what I do. Step two, this is what I do. And so that I had to start, start there uh, and, and figuring out my own systems uh, and just getting them out of my head onto paper and then transferring them to, 
you know, digital format because it's a lot easier to share that way. And then, you know, and then, and then, and then training. So there's a multi-step process there. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, when you talk about scalability and whatever it is, um, you can only do so much by yourself and, you know, until you get to a point when, you know, you want to grow, you need to scale it. And so that's how you start. So whether it's a virtual assistant or, you know, a real-time employee, I think that's the biggest step. Um, because, you know, once you have a system, Joe, I've learned this. Once you have a system, you can tweak the system, right? So if you so if you if you don't have a system and you have a problem, you don't know what to do about it because you can't look back, you know, and say, okay, well, this is what we did that caused the failure. But if you, I mean, but if you um, if you look back and say, you know, the, these are the steps we took. This is what didn't work. Okay, well, let's go back and we do this. You know, do this the next time. Uh, this this we're gonna fix. So. Um, I actually used a I used a website called onlinejobs.ph. It's a Philippines-based website mm-hmm. uh, that I I built the job description, um, posted it up there. Uh, it was pretty 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 easy. I got like I got like 40 replies to my to my to my post, and so I I was like, this is crazy. Like, how do I you know how do I weed through you know how do I filter these people out? And so you know I just started going through and got it down to 10, sent them, sent those 10 people a bunch of questions that I thought were relevant, that it could speak to their personality and work ethic. I whittled it down to three from there and then interviewed. And the, the girl that I hired uh, for that role, um, she, she was like twice, her rate was like twice as much as the other people. <laughs> but it was really interesting though, because you can get, you know, college educated, um, you know, people to work for you that are really bright, uh, just really motivated. And, um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're a pleasure to work with and, and they, you know, they want to be a part of a team. They want to do a really good job. And so, um, you know, just the virtual, you know, the virtual thing is, is a little different at first just to, you know, but having, having a weekly meeting, having times that, you know, you chat and, and catch up and, and, uh, yeah, so that was a big change for me, but it seems to be working out so far. Yeah. You know, uh, my experience with virtual assistants is if you're hiring somebody to do a specific task for you and you can explain it really well, um, that's the kind of thing you hire a virtual assistant for you. Mm-hmm. It's tough to hire a virtual assistant and just say, uh, build me a website or yeah. I tell you what, just do all my social media for me. And that's all you, that's the only guidance yeah. you give them. They're yeah, really good yeah. at, you know, step one, step, those repetitive, redundant right. tasks that suck yeah. up your time and you don't really want to mess with having to do. Those are the kind of things that work great with virtual assistants, but mm-hmm. some of the higher level stuff going to cost more or not really be, you know, there probably are virtual assistants that can, can do those things, but you're yeah. really talking about a different issue. Yeah. And you, you, you can pay for it too. And there's, there's another, there's another website that I have used in the past called freeup.com, like three E's free, like E.com mm-hmm. and, uh, or freeup.com. Yeah. And, it's uh they they have some skilled you know more skilled folks on there that that are already trained which is which is really nice but you're gonna pay for it um, but yeah I kind of I've, I've used that for you know small jobs and, and stuff like that but yeah it's an int- it's an interesting um yeah it's like you know they used to really intimidate me and actually I have two that work that work for me now um, they both work about twenty to twenty five hours a week um, and uh, it's yeah it, it's going it's going well. All right. So uh, we are getting close to the end of our time. So, uh, you know, if 
we've kind of already discussed, you know, as far as getting started on Amazon, listening to podcasts, that kind of thing. If mm-hmm. if you were if you're talking to somebody out there who's still in the military, but they know they're going to be getting out, or you maybe mm-hmm. maybe they're going to stay in, I don't know. And but they want to get some kind of a business going or an online business. Sure. Like, what kind of advice would you have for them? I would say that I would give them the advice that I didn't want to hear while I was getting out, <laughs> and that was, <laughs> and that was, you know try to hold on to that income as much as possible. Like to try, try, try not to, to rush yourself out of the military. I don't, I, maybe I don't know how to say that as, as well as I want to, but you know, I, I stayed in a year longer than I, I really wanted to just because, because I needed some more experience as far as managing business finances and just learning how things work day to day in and day out. Um, the one thing for me, was that, you know, I was, we, you you can kind of call it a unicorn product, you know, like, like I call Mm -hmm. it a unicorn, like things that, you you know, you launch something on Amazon does really well, it's taken off, you know, I had one of those. So I was, I was making money and it was kind of deceptive because, um, you know, because it, once competition came in, um, it really started to, it really started to kill the profits. And so I'm really glad that I didn't leave, you know, a year earlier than I did. Uh, so my message in that would be to really make sure you have a handle on your business finances and get help uh, where you need it. Because if you pretend to be an expert in something that you're not, you're just going to crash and burn. And that's, you know, that's not what makes us successful in the military. And it's, you know, not what makes us successful in business. All right. That's great advice. Well, hey, Jonathan, uh, look forward to your future success on Amazon and everything else that you're doing. I appreciate you being here and telling your story. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.